Hi. How are we all? Hey, uh, we've been doing uh, just a little kind of insertion in our live experiences for the last five weeks. A little package teaching specifically on the area of giving and uh, stewarding our finances in a way that honors God. And we've, we've packaged it up uh, in a little bundle called We Love Giving. And um, what I want to encourage you, if you've missed any one or more of the last five weeks, I want to encourage you to, to jump onto our website or our podcast. They're about eight minutes each. And just listen to them. Uh, you, if you're married, make sure you listen to them with your spouse. So, you, so you, you're reading from the same playbook. What we've endeavored to do is a week on week build a, a, a pattern, a foundational pattern of biblical giving and biblical uh, financial stewardship. We haven't covered everything, um, but we've just put some of the, the most important things under the microscope and build it week by week. If you've missed a week, that's what I'm saying. Go back and listen to that because you've missed one of the, the rows of uh, bricks, one of the courses, if you like, that we've um, been teaching. I want to finish this uh, package, this mini-series today um, with a, quite a, a different perspective I think, to the ones we've been taking recently. But again, it builds on what we've been teaching about. Let me ask you a question. What do you think of immediately when you hear the word prosperity? Okay, just think about that. What do you, what, 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 what quickly resonates in you when you hear the word prosperity? Because this word has actually become, whether you know it or not, it's actually become quite a controversial word in, in church world. And it's my contention that it shouldn't have. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit today as to why. See, the word prosperity is actually a biblical word. It's nothing to be frightened of. It, it simply means to do well. The word prosperity, just the definition is to do well. And so, for example, if you're a student, doing well for you means, you know, passing your exams and, and, and ultimately graduating from the course. In other words, being a student, when you pass and graduate, you're prospering. The opposite is to, to not pass and, and, and fail, and, and that would be not prospering. If you're in business, you want to generate some profit and achieve your, your business's goals. And when you do that, it means you've done well. It means you're prospering. Uh, in marriage, in relationships, when you know, marriage, marriages, doing well means growing deeper in love and, and in relationship with your spouse. It, that, that's prospering. That's prosperity. The reason that this word has become so controversial is because people have confused the word prosperity or the concept of prosperity, of doing well, with materialism, which is not knowing why you're doing well. And that's a ditch on one side of the road. God's not against prosperity. He's all for it, but he is not a big fan of materialism. He wants us to do well. And this is why I've defined these areas like marriages, like business, like education. Prosperity is not simply limited to the financial realm. For us to prosper, God's got this idea that he wants us to do well across all areas of life. Not that we'll be challenge-free, not that we won't suffer setbacks and, and, uh, and, uh, and suffer through seasons along the way. But God wants us to prosper. So there's a ditch on one side of the road if we kind of mistake the idea of prosperity with materialism. There's a ditch on the other side of the road because what's happened 
for about the last 600 years is Christians, for fear of falling into the ditch of materialism, have actually fallen into the ditch on the other side of the road, which is to consider poverty a blessing. That the poorer I am, the more spiritual I am. Which is kind of a weird concept if you think that, because if poverty was a blessing, why would God call us to give to people who are living in poverty to get them out of poverty? Wouldn't we be robbing them of their blessing? Right? It just, it's just, you know, it's a no-brainer. I want to talk to all of us, but I want to talk to particularly a select few of you this morning. There's a, a passage in a book called Deuteronomy, one of the first kind of books in the, in the, in the old part of the Bible. And uh, this, is, this is the instruction given. Remember the Lord your God, for it's He that gives you the ability to produce wealth. God gives us the ability to produce wealth. Those of you men here who have worn this badge of honor that I'm the provider for my family, sorry, you're not. God is. He might provide through you, but he's ultimately the provider. In fact, he calls himself Jehovah Jireh, which translates the Lord, your provider. Some of you, God's called to be financial leaders in his kingdom. Some of you have got a gift to create even more wealth than some of the other people here. Now, it doesn't make you better than anyone else. It just means there's a specific purpose, a specific calling, a specific mission that he's given you. And we call that, well, the Bible calls that the gift of giving. We simply call you financial leaders. And I want you to actually... This morning, consider getting, if you haven't already, getting that revelation. If you get that revelation here at Elevate, you can be assured, as long as I'm leading this church, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you don't fall into the ditch of materialism. Okay, there will be a finish line to how many shoes you're allowed to buy while I'm leading at Elevate Church. We want you to get a vision, a vision of what it means that God has given you the ability to produce wealth. Some of you 20-somethings and 30-somethings, you haven't stumbled across this, but some of you, and there'll be more to come, God has got business opportunities, got promotional opportunities, got ideas that you haven't even thought of yet that he will use to cause you to stand on the shoulders of us older people to be financial leaders to have a kingdom vision for why God would give us the ability to produce wealth. We don't have to fear it. In fact, we should embrace it. But this is verse 18. Let's rewind to verse 17. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it's he that gives you the ability to produce wealth. I have a friend who gives away over 50% of what he earns to his church and to things beyond the four walls of his church. Uh, Every year, by the way, I didn't mean like, you know, 50%. I guess it's every year. It's every week, technically. 
And uh, he has a business, and it's an idea that God gave him. And uh, so he, he gives uh, over $250,000 every year personally. And um, <clears throat> he lives by a very simple uh, rule. He had this kingdom vision that he was to be a financial leader, that God had given him the ability to produce wealth. And he's been pursuing that, but he's known why. It was a kingdom vision. It wasn't a materialism vision. It wasn't an accumulation vision. And the antidote to make sure that as you pursue a kingdom vision for wealth creation, the antidote to not falling in the ditch here, this ditch of materialism, is to draw a line. It's called the line of enough. Well, I call it that. It's, it's the line of enough. Because we were driving a couple of weeks ago, and, I, and I, we heard this, uh, this uh, ad, and the person on the ad said, oh, you know, like everyone, the, the more you earn, the more you spend. And as our earning goes up, our spending goes up. And so we never seem to, you know, have enough. But it's because we haven't drawn a line. Or we draw it, but then it keeps moving and it moves up. One of the best things you can do is draw a line and live below that line. And if God's calling you to be a financial leader, to have a kingdom vision for wealth creation, live below that line. Draw it. Live below it. Tell some people around you what the line is so that when you start to, you know, gravitate to the ditch of materialism, they'll say, hang on a second, that seems to me like you're going over the line, and then have a vision to give the rest away. I know, I know someone who gives 90% of what they earn away and lives off 10%. They didn't start life that way. It's been a, a progression. That's not all of you. You know, I pray for Donald Trump to fo- commit to follow Jesus one day soon and James Packer. I really do. I'm, I'm dead serious. Can you imagine if they had a kingdom vision? How, 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 how fast... How, how, how much further and faster the kingdom would grow if Donald Trump, if James Packer, if Twiggy Forrest. I don't belittle them for their wealth. Fantastic. Seems to me that God's given them the ability to produce wealth as well. They just don't necessarily know why yet. So we pray for them. But we don't wait for them to fall into the back door of Elevate Church. We pray for you guys to maybe get that same vision and that same revelation and to pursue that and uh, to not be ashamed of that. Oh, gee, better not tell anyone. You know. Now, I wish I had time to give you the history of where this poverty mentality came from. I don't. You can look it up yourself. Um, it's something that's been around for about 600 years. I think if I was the devil, I would have been pretty happy that that mindset has been perpetuated for 600 years because if churches have no resources, they can't help anybody. Meanwhile, all these other people are building resources and they don't know why. We know why, but, but we kind of, oh, no, can't do that. It's not holy. Let's get ready to give this morning. That's the end of our We Love Giving teaching. Hope you've learned something. Listen to the podcast. A little treat for you next week. An end of financial year. An Eophis giving treat next week. Ready to give? I'm going to pray. Jordan, are we wearing the same hoodie? You look remarkable. Jesus, thank you that you call all of us to pursue you. Seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and all these things will be given to us. Lord, we're people that love giving and we want to seek first your kingdom and trust you that you'll be Jehovah Jireh for everything else. In Jesus' name, amen.